Hi, my name is Andrea Jansen, and I am on a mission to help people be ambitious at work every single day. That means you're fulfilled, you're productive, and you're contributing to your company. I'm a certified executive coach that has an MBA, a diversity consultant, a Forbes contributor, a business leader, a wife, and a mother of three. This podcast is about tackling hard topics like the gender gap in the workplace. It's about asking the questions that everybody's thinking about, but doesn't want to say out loud. Each episode is like the sweet spot between motivation and tactical strategies to get you ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. This is where we learn, grow, and create opportunities. Welcome to the Ambition Theory Podcast. You want to be successful in your industry. Like me, you probably believed that fitting in and acting like everybody else was going to be the key to being successful. In today's rebroadcasted episode from April of 2019, I'm sharing with you why this is a bad idea. Because here's the truth. Being yourself and leveraging your unique brand of leadership will actually get you further ahead. Today, I'm sharing how I figured this out for myself and how you can too. Today, we're going to talk about personal branding, and I'm going to share with you my journey in figuring out how to really embrace my personal brand, and I'm also going to share with you how long it took me to actually realize that just being myself was the best thing I could do to build my personal brand. So before I got into coaching, before I became an entrepreneur, before I started talking about gender diversity at work, I was actually a marketing manager. So I spent 15 years and I worked at a lot of different companies. I worked on brands like Absolute Vodka. I worked at Canadian Tire. I worked on Werther's Original. I also spent some time in nonprofit working at World Vision. And one thing that all of these jobs had in common was that I was always responsible for managing kind of the brand, but also the emotional benefits of that brand. So that means the things that are not tangible. So the the reasons that people buy the product that are not tangible, the things that link to their feelings, the things that motivate them, the things that inspire them, the things that that brand delivers to their life. And what my job was, was to figure out how those non-tangible benefits, how those feelings that people had toward the brand, how we could bring that to life in a product, in packaging and in the advertising. Because we know that almost all decisions are made on feelings. They're made on that connection. They're made on an emotional level. And people make most decisions in their lives, whether it's for a product, whether it's deciding who's going to get a promotion, whether it's how you're going to structure a team, a lot of it is based on feelings and emotions. And then they're justified with the features and benefits. So if you think about if you're trying to build a team at work, you kind of go with your gut and think about these are the people that I like. I have good feelings when I work with these people, I like working with those people. And then you're going to choose them. But then after that, you're going to look at their resumes, you're going to look at their experience, you're going to look at their qualifications to make sure they're the right fit. So you first start with your emotions. And then after that, you go with qualifications, features, benefits. And so going back to my job as a marketing manager, one of my favorite things about doing this kind of job was consumer research. And especially I loved qualitative consumer research. So that's really when you're able to ask consumers open-ended questions 
about the brand, about their experience, about the things they want out of their lives, and you get to listen to it. And then you can craft a marketing strategy to make sure you can deliver on those wants, those needs, and those desires. And back in the day, the way that we did this was focus groups. So I spent hours and hours and hours on the other side of a two-way mirror watching consumers talk about their experience with the products and the brands that I was working on. And I have this one story. It is so clear in my mind. I was watching a focus group and it was a group of parents talking about outdoor activities. So we were doing some marketing research about camping products, about outdoor products like fishing rods, tents, sleeping bags, cooking utensils, things like that that families would use to go outside. And going into this research, we as the marketing team had a bunch of ideas and a bunch of ways that we wanted to take the brand. And some of them were, most of them, to be honest, were product focused. They were like, our brand is the most durable for Canadian winters. It's for Canadian summers and winters in all four seasons. We know this because we're a Canadian company. And we were so focused on that. Or we were like, oh, we're Canadian. We have all this nature. We need to go outside and explore it. And the moderator asked a whole bunch of questions. And the kicker story for me, which I want to share with you today, the moderator asked this woman about the reasons why she goes outside and goes camping with her family. And then she said, I want to share a story with you. And so she went on to talk about this time that her and her family um, had gone camping and everything seemed to go wrong. The tent leaked, the air leaked out of the air mattress, they forgot to buy fuel for the stove, they rented kayaks and they wanted to kayak as a family to an island, um, but they couldn't figure out how to make the kayaks go straight. They were going in lines and really this plan that they had made to have this amazing, amazing weekend with all of these adventures and all these activities and they had really wanted their equipment to deliver didn't really go as planned. But what she said was she said she had a 15 year old son And when she was kayaking around this lake, trying to figure out how to make the kayaks go straight, they were just laughing and they were connecting. And she said that was the one of the only times that she felt connected to her son. And it was an emotional experience for me because I realized that it wasn't about the equipment. It wasn't about exploring the island or getting to that destination. It was really about that experience that happened outside of their regular home when their when her son's friends were there. And it allowed this mother to connect with her teenage son in a really authentic way. And at the end of the day, that's what the brand was about. It was about those connections and those memories that you make when you take your family outside. And so it was experiences like this, being able to really see insights from consumers and apply it to the brand. So for example, in this example, it's like the packaging. Well, we're not going to highlight, you know, on the kayak, you know, all the different um, ways that you could paddle it or all the different crevices that you could put a water in or a snack ball in. We're going to more highlight the picture of the people using the, the kayak on the packaging because that's going to connect people on an emotional level. So that's really how you take it and then apply it to a business or apply it to a product. So when I was ready to launch my own business, I felt like I was really smart. I felt like I had got this marketing thing all figured out. 
I was going to take all this knowledge and all of these principles from corporate marketing and use them to build my own personal brand. And it was going to be easy and it was going to be awesome. But I had a bit of a problem because usually in marketing, when I was in corporate marketing, we always relied on a third party person to do that consumer research. Because when you're really close to the brand, you're biased because you're, you, you just, you know it so well, you have all these preconceived ideas and you sometimes get limited in what potential you can see. So I didn't have money to hire a research company to do this for me and get all these insights. But I had this opportunity that I was taking a coaching program, the executive coaching program at Royal Roads, and we had to do a 360 degree feedback assignment where we had to choose people that we knew that we worked at, that we worked with and in our coaches would interview them, gather feedback, and then collaborate it so we didn't know who gave what, and then give it back to us. So it was basically a focus group on myself, except I didn't get to watch them actually do it. So it was great. So I used this opportunity to get insights about myself, figure out what people liked about me, what people liked about working with me, and then I was going to use that to launch my brand. So I got, a, I made a list of people that li I liked working with. So I had some direct reports on there. I had some old bosses. I had some clients that had gotten some good results and they all gave me this feedback. And here's what they said. They said, Andrea's optimistic. She has a lot of energy and I really feel like her energy transfers to me. So when I talked to her about something, it, um, um, and she's excited about it, then I get excited about it too. And then it makes me take action and she makes me want to get on board with things. And I thought, great. This is amazing. I can use this for a marketing strategy and it's gonna be so simple, but it sounds easier than it looks because the next thing I did is what all good marketers do, you look around at the competition. So I looked at all of the successful coaches and consultants that I could see and I couldn't see anybody that was like me. They all looked different than I did. And there was really two types of people in this world that I could see at the time. Um, one was former HR people who had turned to coaching. And the second one was retired executives who had had a long career in the business world and then ex do signed up for an ex executive coaching course um, as something to do in their retirement. And I felt like this was a problem for me because I wasn't a retired executive and I didn't have that HR experience and I overcame it. So I really focused on that HR experience. I really felt like that was going to hold me back. And that was something that I was lacking and I wasn't going to be able to do this job or run this business successfully until I got that HR experience. And I thought I was really smart about it because I actually got a business partner that had HR experience and we hired a whole bunch of people to work for us. Well, maybe not too many, just two or three to work for us and help us um, that had HR experience. And at the time I was doing most of the business development. So I was pitching for a lot of business and an interesting thing happened. We got a ton of leads. We did a ton of pitches. We got a couple clients, but all of these big clients that I was pitching, they all said no. And I ended up switching gear. So I ended up stop, stopping to work with all of these people. I walked away from that business. You can hear more about that story in episode one. And at that moment, I figured, you know what, where 
am I going to go? What do I need to do? And you know what? All I know is myself. So I registered andreajansen.com and that was my first step in really getting things back together and leveraging my personal brand. So I had to dust off my pride a bit. And a couple months later, I actually called all of those clients that had said no previously and asked them if I could have a meeting with them again. And the cool thing that happened was that 90% of these people said yes to the meeting and they also said yes to working with me. And one of them, specifically a very big company, made a specific comment to me when we were signing the contract to move things forward. They actually said, I want to be really clear with you, Andrea. I want you to design this program. I don't want anybody else to do this. And I kind of had an epiphany in that moment when I got that feedback from this client. And it was that they didn't actually want that HR experience. So that HR background that I felt was really going to hold me back and prevent me from being successful in the coaching world was actually the thing that they liked about me. They didn't care that I didn't fit the mold. And I was, the silly thing is, I was trying to overcompensate this instead of embracing the fact that this is diversity. This is a different perspective. I was going to be able to do things a little bit differently than the typical HR trained leadership coach. And that was something I should have been proud of. But in reality, I was actually hiding that and not letting anybody see that. And that's what actually made me stand out in this world. The fact that I wasn't a retired executive and the fact that I didn't have this HR background. So the cool thing happened. I started just being myself, which sounds overly simple. But when you're in this world, when you actually have to show up and be authentic every day, it's not always as easy as it sounds. Uh, But when I did that, when I started showing up just as myself with that optimism, with that energy, and just owning the fact that, you know what, I have a business background, so I understand how to manage P&Ls. Maybe my knowledge of like HR policies and recruitment practices is a little bit weak, but I understand the business aspect of it. In all those 15 years of doing marketing and managing P&Ls and working with finance to get it to be profitable, because at the end of the day, that was my job to make sure that the brand was contributing to the bottom line, that experience actually made me a better leadership coach. It actually made me connect better with the clients because I could relate to them. I knew what they were going through. I understood the financials of a business. So that was really cool. So I started just putting myself out there. Um, And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably noticed in the summer of 2018, I started making more videos online and just being myself. And I kept getting that encouragement. So I got to the point where I felt like it's time for me to take my marketing to the next level. I've been doing this by myself for a while. I've kind of figured out this personal branding thing. And now it's time to really invest in online marketing. Because to be honest, all big companies invest in marketing agencies. All successful marketing managers know that they don't do it all themselves. So I had to take that and it was time for me to, you know, learn more about online marketing, to figure out how I could use that to grow my business, to spread the message that diversity at work is a good thing and get the message out there. 
So I signed up for a marketing course. I wanted to learn the strategy of online marketing first. So I took this course. It was called the One Funnel Away Challenge, and it was offered by ClickFunnels, which is an online marketing software that helps businesses like mine um, get more clients, um, have a better client experience, um, but it's really focused on small and medium-sized businesses that are not taking on debt. So the idea is that you use this software to help scale your business without having to borrow a lot of money. So I took this course because it seemed like the perfect fit for me, and it was not what I expected because I expected that they were going to teach us how to use the software. They were going to teach me how to make these web pages and this system online where clients could come in and have a really great experience. That's what I thought we were going to do. It's going to be like, this is how you log in. This is how you change the color. This is how you test it. This is how you send it out via email. That's what I thought the course was going to be. But we didn't actually log into the software until the third week of the course. So the first three weeks of this course were about believing in yourself and going deeper on your personal brand. And after everything I knew, I realized that, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This this company's figured it out because it doesn't matter how good your systems are. It doesn't matter how good your website is. If you're not comfortable in your personal brand and what you stand in and what you believe in, does the website is not going to help you. And through this course, it kind of took my personal branding experience to the next level. And it helped me realize that I had so much more to offer. So through this course, I realized that everything that I had experienced, so all of the people I had ever worked with, all the jobs I had ever done, they all shaped me and they all gave me tools that I could use to help my clients to succeed. I stopped feeling like I needed to pretend. I stopped pretending that I needed this HR experience. And I really started to embrace the fact that I actually had spent a lot of time working inside big companies. So I understood the politics. And the fact that I worked in marketing and not in HR was actually the best thing that I needed to highlight because of that different approach. And the most important thing that I learned from this, and it goes back to what happened in my very first marketing job. As a brand, it's really hard for you to understand what you stand what you stand for all by yourself. So when you're looking at your personal brand, it's really hard if you sit at your desk by yourself on your computer and start to think, figure out all alone, what do I stand for? What do I believe in? Why do people like to work with me? It's really hard because you can't see it in yourself. And all big brands, all good marketing people know that. And I knew that because I was always given big budgets for consumer research. So finding someone else to be able to look at you and look at what you have, look at what you can deliver, look at why people like working with you is a really, really valuable thing to go through. And that's what all smart marketers do. And you can apply it to your personal brand too. So if you think about, oh my goodness, like Andrea, I'm not a brand. I don't have a website. I don't have a business that's named after my name. Um, Personal branding is really relevant for you as well. Because in a company, if you think about it, when you're in a company, 
Companies are made of people and people are literally brands. So understanding what you bring to the table, understanding that perspective and understanding that what makes you unique is something that you need to highlight. So remember my assumption that I couldn't be a leadership coach because I didn't have HR experience was not true. So if you're thinking um, that you're in a company, you're working in a company and you maybe want to switch departments or you maybe think you want to try something else, these assumptions that you have about yourself, they may not be true. And understanding what you bring to the table, understanding the perspectives that you have could actually add a lot of value to these other departments and open up doors for you. There is a lot happening at Ambition Theory right now. If you want to stay in the loop, make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter. It comes out every Sunday and it's a combination of motivation and strategy to help you and your company get ahead. When you sign up, you'll also get a free phone wallpaper that is a reminder to get out of your comfort zone because that is where the magic happens. Go to ambitiontheory.ca forward slash subscribe to sign up. Hi there. Before you go, I was wondering if I could ask you a huge favor. Can you click on iTunes and give the podcast a five-star review and also a comment? This would mean the world to me. It also helps us to spread the word about the podcast and attract higher profile guests. We want to be able to deliver thought leadership around diversity and inclusion every single week and having more reviews on iTunes will help us to do that and help us to keep the show going for free for you. So please head to iTunes right now, give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. Thanks so much. 